Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Welcome to the Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. My name is Rufilwe, with you every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 AM. Very excited to be here to get a chance to actually come and fellowship with you, family. We just opened the show there by an amazing, an amazing song, a wonderful song by Nicole C. Mullen saying, I need you as the deer. We know it, is, uh, it continues by saying, as the deer pants for water. Scripture, amazing scripture found in the book of Psalms. Not quite sure about the verse, but then I know it's found in the book of Psalms. So I just want to welcome you back, family, and very excited to be here with you. Forgot to do something very important last week, that is to, you know, um, share a great shout out to one of uh, my listeners who engaged with me uh, from social media. So I actually forgot to say this um, a week ago, but yes, um, your name I don't remember your name properly, but I know that we were we were quite we were speaking on um on Facebook, and you mentioned that you actually passed by our offices to get to to see some of your favorite presenters, and I wasn't available on that day. But yeah, thank you so much for your lovely messages, family. You are inspiring us. You actually uh, helping us you know, to continue pushing forward, to continue sharing the word, and doing what we are all called uh, for. Thank you, family. Let us on oh, move on to a great song. We're gonna be tuning in to Precious Coma saying, "Awesome God." Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Exactly nine minutes after the hour three. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the morning delight on Radio Pulpit AM 657. So we're going to be talking about um, a couple of things. I mentioned that we'll be tackling the issue, the topic of um, finances, which is something that we'll be tackling uh, during the second hour of the show. Um, yeah, and we're just having trying to be real realistic and relatable as well because this is something that we are all going through right now, especially with um pandemic that's happening, you know, looking at all the things that are taking place in the in the world and even around us, you know, as much as we can see that you know we are able to control uh other things and there are other things that we can't control at the end of the day, we realize that there are things that that we can actually you know control and those are the things that we need to you know focus on and it's kind of hard when you know that you know what your your company suffered for people who have businesses their companies had to suffer tremendously those who are employed being terminated not getting a salary or being told that you know what your your business cannot go back cannot go uh, into business right now you cannot go like what you are doing doesn't necessarily you know um uh help during this this lockdown all the things that you know we we go through the things that we see around us so yeah that's what we will be tackling in the in the second hour but then today we'll just be focusing on the book of acts acts 24 we'll be continuing from uh the past couple of weeks as we've been you know speaking about um the story about uh, of paul and we see here that um you know what he has traveled like in different he has traveled literally from different places and we remember that last sunday uh we 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 closed it off with verse 35 from chapter 23 where it's saying the way um paul arrived uh in caesarea they represented they presented paul in the letter to governor felix he read it and then asked paul what province he was from and then uh, paul answered cilicia I will hear your case myself when your accusers arrive. The governor told him. Then the governor ordered him kept in the prison at Herod's headquarters. So that's how it ended, right? So let's see what happens after that. We we read of what happens after that in uh, chapter 24, uh, starting from verse 1. So this is what we're going to be reading about. But before I start reading it, I just want to notify you that I'll be using the Living Translation uh, version. That's that's a translation that I'll be I'll be using the Living Bible, and we listen uh, to Samuel Mbuga saying Bowie to. No hassles, no frills. It's just sounds full of life on six five seven a.m. 
Welcome back to Radio Pulpit AM 657. 22 minutes after the hour three, the song that we listened to there was uh, Jonathan Butler saying, Where would I be without you? And before that, I played you Sabelo Mpuku saying, Pawowe too. Hope you enjoy those great songs as we write and dive just straight into the word. We'll be reading uh, Acts 24, and I'll be starting from verse 1 using the Living Bible Translation. And yes, it reads as follows. Five days after Ananias, the high priest arrived with some of the Jewish leaders and the lawyer Tertullus to press charges against Paul. When Paul was called in, Tertullus laid charges against Paul in the following address to the governor. Your Excellency, you have given peace to us Jews and you have uh, encountered reforms for us. For all of this, we are very grateful to you. But lest I bore you, kindly give me your attention for only a moment. As I briefly outline, I briefly outline our case against this man. For we have found him to be a troublemaker, a man who is constantly inciting the Jews through the world to riots and rebellions against the Roman government. He is a ringleader of the sect known as the Nazarenes. Moreover, he was trying to defile the temple when we arrested him. Okay, this is verse 6. Moreover, he was trying to defile the temple when we arrested him. Verse 7. But the chief captain, uh, Lysus, came upon us and with great violence took him away out of our hands. You can find out the truth of our accusations by examining him yourself. Then the other Jews chimed in, declaring that everything uh, Tetulus said was true. Now it was Paul's turn. The governor motioned for him to rise and speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been a judge for Jewish affairs for many years, and this gives me confidence as I make my defense. You can quickly discover, discover that it was no more than 12 days ago that I arrived in Jerusalem to worship at the temple. I didn't argue with anyone in the temple, nor did I incite a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of the city. This man certainly cannot prove the things they accuse me of doing. But I admit that I follow the way which they call a sect. I worship the God of our ancestors and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the books of prophecy. I, ho- I have hope in God just as this men do, that he will ra- raise both the righteous and the ungodly. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and everyone else. After several years away, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing a purification ritual. There was no crowd around me and no rioting. But some Jews from the province of Asia were there and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me. Ask this man here what wrongdoing the Jewish high council found in me. Except for one thing I said when I shouted out. I am on trial before you today because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. Felix was quite familiar with the way adjourned by hearing and said, Wait, until Lysus, the garrison commander, arrives, then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came with his wife, uh, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ Jesus. As he reasoned, reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the judgment to come, Felix was terrified. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I will call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him. So he sent for him quite often and talked with him. Two years went by in this way, then Felix uh, was succeeded by uh, Portius Festus, and because Philip wanted to gain favor with the Jewish leader, he left Paul in prison. Okay, this is um, chapter 24. I think let's just move to 25 as well. So we get to have a great understanding of this. Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem. Where the leading priest and other uh, Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusations against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem. Their plan was to waylay and kill him. But Festus replied that Paul was at Caesarea and he himself would be returning there soon. 
So he said, those of you in authority can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. Eight to ten days later, he returned to Caesarea and on the following day, Paul's trial began. On Paul's arrival in court, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied that charges, I am not guilty, he said. I have committed no sin against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government. Then Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? Paul replied, No. This is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried right here. You know very well I am not guilty. If I have done something wrong worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, neither you nor anyone else has a right to turn me over to this man to kill me. I appease to Caesar. Festus conferred with his advisers and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you shall go. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister, Bernice, to pay their respect to Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discovered, uh, discussed Paul's case with the king. There is a prisoner here, he told me, whose case was left um, whose case was left uh, for me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priest and other Jewish leaders pressed charges against him and asked me to sentence him. Of course, I quickly pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They are given an opportunity to defend themselves face to face with their accusers. When they came here for the trial, I called the case the very next day and ordered Paul brought in. But the accusations made against, against him weren't at all what I expected. It was something about their religion, about someone called Jesus who died, but whom Paul insists is alive. I was perplexed as to how to conduct an investigation of this kind and I asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But he appealed to the imperia, so I ordered him back to jail until I could arrange to send him to Caesar. I'd like to hear the men myself, Agrippa said, and Festus replied, you shall tomorrow. The next day, Agrippa and Bernice arrived at the auditorium with great pomp, accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city. Festus ordered that Paul be brought in. Then Festus says, King Agrippa and all present, this is the man whose death is demanded by both local Jews and those in Jerusalem. But in my opinion, he has done nothing wrong worthy of death. However, he appealed his case to the imperial and I decided to send him. But, shall, but what shall I write uh, the imperial for? There is no real charge against him. So I have brought him before all of you and especially you, King Agrippa, so that after we examine him, I might have something to write. For it doesn't seem reasonable to send a prisoner to the imperial without specifying the charges against him. Uh, 26, this is the uh, the, the book. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I'll be concluding. No, I won't do. I won't be concluding with 20, 26. Yes, this is not way. Or should we? Okay, let's just conclude with chapter 26. And uh, because we need to hear what Agrippa is saying since this is also uh, combined. Then Agrippa uh, said to Paul, Let's listen to another great song as I mentioned what Agrippa said to Paul. We're going to be listening to a great, a great, great song um, by Ntokozo Mbambo saying Kululek and we'll be back in a short while. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Toy and Danny Van Bili are ready to connect with you today hear the word and renew your life on 657 a.m welcome back this is still the morning delight on radio pulpit 657 a.m the song that we were listening to there is by Ndokozumbambo saying kululeka moving on we're just on chapter 26 and yeah i read verse one and then we moved on to that great song 
So um, it says that then Agrippa said to Paul, you may speak in your defense. So Paul, with a gesture of his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense against all these accu accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you are an expert on Jewish customs and controversies. Now, please listen to me patiently. As the Jewish leaders are, are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now I am on trial because I am looking forward to the fulfillment of God's promise and made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel worship God night and day and they share the same hope I have. Yet, O king, they say it is wrong for me to have this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the followers of Jesus of Nazareth. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many of the believers in Jerusalem to be sent to prison. I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had whipped in the synagogues to try to get them to curse Christ. I was so violently opposed to them that I even hounded them in distant cities of foreign lands. One day I was on uh, such a mission to Damascus armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. About noon, your majesty, a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, saying, Sal, Sal, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to fight against my will. Who are you, sir? I asked and the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now stand up, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and my witness. You are to tell the world about this experience and about other times I will appear to you. I'll protect you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a chance among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. And so, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to that vision from heaven. I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and also to the Gentiles that all must turn their sins and turn to God and prove they have changed by the good things they do. Some Jews arrested me in the temple for preaching this and they tried to kill me, but God protected me so that I am still alive today to tell these facts to everyone. From the least to the greatest, I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead as light to Jews and Gentiles alike. Suddenly Festus shouted, Paul, you are insane. This too much study has made you crazy. But Paul replied, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. I am speaking the sober truth. And King Agrippa knows about these things I speak frankly. For I am sure these events are all familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe uh, the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can make me a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am except for these chains. The thing king, the governor, Benes and all the others uh, stood and left. As they talked it over, they agreed. This man hasn't done anything worthy of death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could be set free if he hadn't appealed, if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. Oh, this is interesting. So I'm just going to stop it here to uh, chapter 26. So we're going to be going back and um, just unraveling all this and still using the the amplified version to work on it and also using, yeah, just I think I'll just use the, the amplified version to work on on this on the scriptures. So from, from verse 24, we see how Paul's case is continued being, um, you know, uh, presented to the governor. And um, Tertullius, uh, who was the one who began the complaint, you know, against Paul, you know, as he was speaking of things and, you know, speaking to Felix, saying, you know what, uh, Felix, uh, they're saying that uh, they accept the, and acknowledge this with deep appreciation and gratitude. You know, when you're talking someone, this is exactly what they are doing here. Literally, they are sweet talking him. You know, ah, they're sweet talking him here. And, you know, as they, they continue saying that they found this man, you know, a perfect, uh, they even call him a plague, a real plague. I mean, come on, how is 
the Apostle Paul even a plague. Like these people, they are they are really, really doing the most. Hey, they are doing the most. Let's listen to uh Khodi Sang sing Aramokenjeso. The search continues for top quality South African Christian music. If you are a new artist or releasing a new CD, then send it to Radio Pulpit. For more information, please visit the Radio Pulpit website. That's www.radiopulpit.co.za or phone us during office hours 012-334-1200. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995. 9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Toy and Danny Van Billy, are ready to connect with you today. Feel the pulse of the real life on 657 AM. 657 AM. The sounds of your life. Just 15 minutes before the hour four and you're still listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. My name is Rafilo and I'm with you every Sunday morning, early hours of the morning, 3 and 5 AM. You know what they say, the earliest worm catches the fattest bird. Me, emphasis being on the on what the, the earliest bird catches. Still on the issue of unpacking uh, scriptures. Uh, we were just on verse verse five. We were speaking of how um, he Paul was called um, a plague, you know, an agitator, a source of disturbance for all Jews throughout the world. Remember, I'm now using the the amplified version to to unravel it up, to just unwrap it, so that we get to understand everything. Uh, and then they go as far as saying that he defiled the temple. You know, all those. Because when you read what happened and when you hear what they're saying, it's totally different things. It's always the case with people who want to see you fall. They'll always exaggerate. They'll always put in spices. You know when um, when a rumor starts? When it starts, it doesn't end uh, the same way it started. When it started, it was probably a five-word thing. When it ends, probably even a, story, a whole drama series with, oh, I don't know how many episodes, but it has a lot of of a lot of instances of certain things that are happening there so we continue um hearing that uh but the commander uh came and took him uh from us with violence and force okay they're talking about when uh the the commander came and took uh, apostle paul you know and ordered his accusers to present themselves to uh to felix right so this is what's happening so they're busy here and so they're busy explaining their story and uh, they say that their story is the truth. And you know what they say? They say, you can ask anyone who came with me. This person came with this group, people who literally made a vow that, you know what, they an oath, literally. We will not eat nor drink until this man is dead. And now we even, what are we going to be? We're still getting into it, hey? Because when we were reading earlier on, we saw that, in I think it was in chapter was it chapter twenty six or twenty or the end of twenty five? It's saying like two years later this is happening. Are those people still uh, on a hunger and eating uh, strike? Because if that's the case, then I doubt they're still alive. I mean, if we're speaking about common sense, for people to fight for so long and to for to say they will not eat for over two years, you are not eating because someone is Paul is still alive. We see that, and these people have been plotting on killing him, and they say they made an oath. But now the question is, is the oath still relevant? You know, even now, there are those people who are busy trying to make you fail, starting rumors and stuff. It is your responsibility not to give up. Some of them actually made an oath that they will probably like this, that they will not eat nor drink. Let them, let them suffer for their own, for their own um, consequences. I mean, they're the ones who made an oath. You didn't. You didn't even know that people were actually uh, uh, plotting against you and people actually made an oath. You didn't make them. So this is just some of the things that you know we see, right? And then as we continue, uh, 
So it says here, we look at uh, verse 11 where it says, and you can readily verify it is not more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. This is Paul, right? And neither in the temple, nor in the synagogue, nor in the city did they find me disputing with anybody or bringing together a seditious uh, crowd. Neither can they present arguments or evidence to prove to you uh, what they bring now against me. But I confess to you, however, that in accordance to the way of the Lord, which they call a heretical division producing uh, sect, I worship serve the God of our fathers. You know, so Paul is busy going on about who he worships and how he worships God. Um and how he exercises and disciplines uh, himself, mortifying his body. So he even explains that um, he hasn't been around in Jerusalem for a while. So after several years, he decided to come back, bring contributions of charity and offering to the people in Jerusalem, his people, and also went to present all of this to, to the temple. And he did that without any crowd or uproar. You know, and apparently there were, and then he says that there were certain Jews uh, who were in Asia who actually came about now and they started uh, saying a lot of things and then a riot started and then accused him of wrongdoing uh, and they find him guilty because, yeah, of the things that he said, right? But Felix, we say that Felix rather a rather accurate understanding of the way of the Lord put them off and adjourned the trial saying, when less the commander comes down. I will determine your case more fully. I mean, for the way Paul has traveled, people like for them, it was already, it was a given that, you know what, they're going to kill him just for such things. So we need to understand that sometimes for the, for the kingdom of God, people will try and get certain things, you know, done their way just so that, you know, we could be down and out just so we could suffer. People rejoice at our suffering. We need to understand that and be at peace with that. As we listen to Gombata saying, it's a pillow and a chase. In today's rush world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. So why not use it? Visit our Radio Pulpit website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about Radio Pulpit. Download the Bible to your cell phone. Read Word for Today. And you can listen to us online. Just visit www.radiopulpit.co.za. Especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. From your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet. Join this life on 657 AM. Just five minutes before the hour four, before we move into the second hour. So yeah, I still tuned in to the morning delight right here, Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Catch us also on DSTV channel audio 882 and also catch us on um, www.radiopulpit.co.za. That is when you're streaming us online. Let us continue with the word. Um, so as we continue here, 22 saying that Felix having rather an accurate understanding of the way of the Lord, he put them off, adjourned uh, the trial saying that when less is uh, the commanded comes down, he will determine the case uh, more fully. Then he ordered the centurion to keep Paul in custody, but to treat him with uh, indulgence, you know, giving him some liberty and not to hinder his friends from ministering to his needs and serving him. So our uh, days went by and uh, Felix came with his wife, uh, Drusilla, who was uh, a Jewish. And he sent for Paul. You know, this is like some days later, right? So some days later, this happened. There's people not eating, not drinking, according to their oath. Like, I just wanted you know, to keep that in mind. So they continue. And then at some point, you know, it says there that, you know, as he continued visiting Paul, calling for Paul, and it says here on verse 20, 26, that at some point he had hoped to get money from Paul, for which reason he continued to send uh, for him and was in his company and conversed with him often. So he was expecting bribery, but because Paul didn't uh, believe in such a life, Paul was upright. He was uh, a faithful man. He was... Um, he was someone who was literally more like it's, he was about what God wants, what God is saying, what the word is saying. If it contradicts any of that, he wasn't interested. He didn't even care about any of those. Even goes as far as saying that at the same time, uh, okay, no, this is, yeah, he had hoped, you know, to get money. Nothing happened for which reason he continued to send for him and was in his company and conversed with him. But when two years had gone by, 
Felix was succeeded in office by a uh, Porcius Festus and wishing to gain favor with the Jews, Genius left uh, Felix left Paul still a prisoner in chains. Right, just because he wanted to have a favor with the Jews. So he left him there because, you know what, the Jews want him gone. So rather let me just please him so that even, even when I live here, I still have favor, you know, with him. So he left. Two years even went by, he didn't get the bribery that he was looking for. And yeah, with that being said, we look at the fact that it's been two years and now those people still um, haven't, I haven't heard of them. I heard, lastly I heard they were not going to eat and they were not going to drink. So like two years prior, still the same, I believe. So my understanding, this happens two years prior. If generally people were not eating nor drinking, they can't be alive and they can't be in good health unless they broke their own oath. From my understanding, I believe this is so. So moving on to chapter 25, um, it says that when Festus had entered into his own province, after three days, he went up to Caesarea to Jerusalem. And there the chief priest and the principal of the men uh, of the Jews laid charges before him against Paul. And they kept begging and urging him, asking as a favor that he would have him brought to Jerusalem. Meanwhile, they were planning an ambush to slay him on the way. Uh, so this is what's happening. Now that there's a new person who's in charge, Felix is no longer there. So they have another plot. So it's like this, these people have so many plots, right? In their plot, they want to ambush him on the way to Jerusalem. So they're saying that, you know, asking as a favor that he would, they would have him brought to Jerusalem so that they can trial him there and not trial him where he is. So they, they want to like literally get him like, you know, over and done with. Like destroy him and finish him off as soon as possible. Let's take an ad and we'll be back. One vision, one voice, one message. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM and 729 Cape Pulpit. Impacting lives from Gauteng to the Cape. So still continuing with uh, what's happening here. We hear that... Um, when this was presented, you know, they're like, they're saying that let those who are in position of authority and are influential among you go down with me. And if there's anything amiss or criminal about the man, let them so charge him. So when Festus had remained among them no more than eight or ten days, he went, okay, so the it's a couple of days after they left, it's the two years that we're adding, it's the days that we are, that we are reading about ten, ten days as well. He says that he went down to Caesarea, uh, took his seat the next day on the judgment bench and ordered to Paul for Paul to be brought before him. And then so, okay, immediately he gets to his council, he gets to Caesarea, he takes the seats the following day. He's in his right uh, presidential order where he's going to be ruling. Then he calls for Paul and then when they brought Paul um, to come there, bringing um you know, uh, like even the Jews had come down from Jerusalem. They were there as well. And you know what? And they're saying, bringing many grave accusations against him, which they were not able to prove. You know, Paul, Paul declared, you know, in his own defense, neither against the law of Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar. Have I offended in any way? But Festus, wishing to integrate himself with the Jews, answered Paul, are you willing to go to Jerusalem and there be put on trial? Remember, these people have plotted for, for like on the way there before they even get there. They don't even want the trial. They want to kill him before he even gets to trial. So they don't want him to plead his case. They want him destroyed. Right. So uh, when Paul uh, declines their offer, you know, saying that he has done no wrong and, you know, saying that the person there knows no better. And then he's like, if I am a wrongdoer and a criminal and have committed anything, he's like, if I deserve to die for that, that's fine. I may die, but I have done nothing wrong. The case that they're talking about, know nothing about it, not even guilty of it. They don't even have proved nothing. None of the accusations can stand against me. And then he asked that um, he wants his case to be, he appeals to Caesar. Then Festus, when he had had, uh, when he had consulted with the men who formed his council, answered, "You have appealed to Caesar, so to Caesar you shall go." Now, after an interval of some days, Agrippa and the king uh, and Beres arrived at Caesarea to pay, you know, their respect to uh, Festus to welcome him. So now Agrippa is there with his wife and other people. So obviously, um, 
manifestors you know will, will you know will share the story it's like hey this is what happened you know, this and this happened and i need advice as to how do i go about it i need advice as to how do i deal with it like this is just interesting hey with all that's been said, let's listen to uh, Jasmine Murray saying rest of my life. Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339 or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Be doers of the word with 657 AM. Songs of life. Welcome back. You're still listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. I just played you there, Lungi Dala with Hankeke um, Kachab. And before that, I played you just uh, Jasmine Moray with Rest of My Life. Of course, you can also catch us on DSTV Channel Audio 8. Eight two, and another way for you to tune in to Radio Pulpit is by streaming us online on www.radiopulpit.co.za or for those technologically safe, you can simply download our app on the App Store, Play Store, Radio Pulpit. There we are, user-friendly app, and you can stay tuned and interact with us anytime, all day. We're also available on all social media platforms. If you want to uh, convey or commun- communicate with us, you can also uh, catch us there. And my name is uh, Rufilo Lamela, and I'm here with you every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 a.m. So excited to be here. So, uh, literally jubilated being here you know conversing with you fellowshipping with you family this is one of my greatest moments greatest times especially for the fact that i am here speaking with my brothers and sisters speaking about our father who's the one true god and you know just coming in uniting and just you know even with everything that is happening we just come in you know and show love because that's all we can do that's what we are called for we are called to love our neighbors we are called to love people in our surroundings our friends our families even those who have hurt us we are called to love every single person so yeah let's just go back to the word so still in the explanation of um acts 28 right uh looking at the fact that you know uh that uh Fister's, you know wishing to integrate himself with the jews answered paul you know and even said to paul that are you willing to go to jerusalem there to be put on trial and we all know that um the reason that they wanted Paul to go to Jerusalem is for that on their way there, they can actually um, mess him up then kill him because that was their main purpose. But then because Paul knew the plot before before then, the first plot that they had, be, that they wanted to, uh, to, to kill him, he knew that this was also a similar thing because they want him back so that they can still uh, kill him. And uh, Paul replied, I'm standing before Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be tried. To the Jews, I have done no wrong, as you know better, uh, you know, and you know what your question implies. And if then I am a wrongdoer and a criminal and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not back off and seek to escape death. But if there is no ground for their accusations against me, no one can uh, give me up and present me off, uh, give me up freely to them. I appeal to Caesar. And he still wants to go to Caesar. I mean, there's nothing wrong that he did except for being a believer, except for, you know what, doing what he believes is right. And because uh, sometimes as people, you know, we just want to be in charge of things that have nothing to do with us. We want to control the things of God so that they can be under our command and not us being under uh, the command of the word of God. And sometimes that's what we do as children of God, you know. So, um... 
They end up saying that, yeah, you know what, it's fine. Let's just take you to Caesar, right? And as we continue reading, we see that um, a couple of, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, days uh, later, you know, we see that there are people, you know, um, where, where we look at verse 18 where he says that the accuser stood up, they brought forward no accusations in his case of any such uh, misconduct as annual. And instead, they had some points of controversy with him about their own religion, superstition. This was while Festus was talking, uh, was talking to uh, some, you know, like Festus was busy engaging with you know, uh, some of the people regarding the the issue of Paul. And you know, it's quite interesting, right? Because when Agrippa replied, he said, "I also desire to hear the men myself." So. Paul's case is actually quite interesting because he is of no fault here. But then at the same time, there are people who are trying to um, stop him from, you know, uh, being free. They literally want to fight him for things that have nothing to do with what he was saying. But just because of his preaching the word of God. So now people want him dead. They want him gone. They don't want him to be around them anymore. And then we know that uh, Agrippa then heard his case and also said that, you know what, um, this person, I don't think this person is of fault. I don't find fault in anything that this person uh, had just said. And we see this, uh, uh, we see this from verse, because looking at chapter 26, um, I think just to the last two verses, right, we hear um, that after they had gone out, right, um, they said to one another, this man is doing nothing deserving of death or even of imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to Caesar. So meaning that um, they would have said that, you know what, Paul, it's fine. Uh, you can go. But then because you had said, like, we are setting you free. There's nothing wrong that you have done. But because of he had appealed to appear before Caesar, then it became a problem for um, for the like for for them to actually say, you know what, let's just release him and set him free. But remember, um, God said to him that in Rome he should continue speaking boldly His word. So all the things that are happening now, literally, we are at the palm of God's hand. Sometimes we make decisions thinking that you know what, um, we have things figured out. But then God is the one who's literally, uh, you know, putting all the pieces together. But sometimes it's just us, you know, going in a different direction from what God wants us to do you know, and it's how it is especially in life you know sometimes we we do things the god way and sometimes we just uh don't do things the god way at all let's listen to some great music and we'll be back to uh yes to continue right after this hear the word and renew your life on 657 a.m some great music there by TDJX featuring the Porter's House. And that was uh, the Lord of All. And before then, I played you Zaza with Cherubim. Yeah, going back uh, into the word. There's just something that I wanted uh, just to, just like, you know, to put emphasis on, right? Um, still in uh, chapter 26. When we look at what Agrippa said you know about Paul and uh when like a literally a creeper was like um you are permitted to speak on your own behalf right and then we consider the fact that he only answered he only spoke when Paul posed a question to him but then let's look at what uh let's look at the difference between Agrippa and Festus what Festus was doing as um Paul was speaking um Festus ended up calling him a madman we see this uh in verse i think somewhere down yes verse 24 where it says that and he thus proceeded with his defense festus called out loudly paul you are mad your great learning is driving you insane remember paul uh, the apostle paul was a learned person so here this makes sense why uh, festus would say that uh, he's crazy because of the knowledge that he has and and this is actually common actually um we know that people uh continue saying uh someone is crazy or someone is mad because of the knowledge that they have or someone is crazy because they studied too much you know you'd find someone who has a lot of uh 
dark trades and they'll be like no you are so you are crazy because of the number of uh, phds the number of uh, degrees that you have you know such things those are the kind of language that we has always own or even talks like uh that person went crazy because they were they were learning a lot they were studying a lot they knew uh too much so they ended up going crazy and so now here fistus is also saying that paul um uh, is is mad uh, the great learning is driving you insane because he he was an intellectual like even the debates that he had were from an intellectual perspective and he was you know putting them into you know the god perspective and forgot to use such a person literally explains why a lot of people were mesmerized by the great things that he was saying and even um his his reply you know you can tell that this is someone who isn't mad, but someone who is, who is uh, an, an intellectual, but also very, very wise. You know, he says that verse twenty-five that ah, uh, I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but I'm uttering the straight, sound truth. So sometimes the truth can be regarded as something that isn't okay, right? Especially for people who do not believe in the truth. Here's the thing. I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still going to say it again. There's only one truth. And all the other things that we come up about with are just our opinions, right? Being believers, our truth is found in the word of God. And everything else that we add, those are just our opinions. Those are just things that, you know, uh, you know that we want to we wanna add on to our lives. Those are just, you know, uh, um, add-ons to what the truth is. But those are our opinions those are things that we have a say on but when it comes to the truth we cannot alter the truth the truth will still be like that if black is black black will remain black no matter how we try to alter it no matter how many you know words we might try to take it take out of the word black so that it might you know um be something else. Black will always be black. Hence the word of God will always be the word of God. God will not come and try to alter his word to our preferences. It doesn't work like that. We are the ones who are supposed to be altered, molded, be like clay in the potter's hands because the word of God is that potter that has to mold us, that has to prune us, that has to, you know, shape us into who God has called us to be. A potter doesn't make the same shape, doesn't work around the same things the same way. So we need to understand that the word of God will channel us and work through us according to how it's supposed to, you know, not what we want or how we want things, you know, to be to be done to actually um suit us. And it doesn't doesn't work like that and never will. And with that being said, I just want us to listen to this great song uh, by Nazim featuring Omega called Lamp of God. And yeah, we'll just be coming back to just wrap up. You can now buy your favorite programs and series of the past 38 years on eCompanion, Radio Pulpit's own online shop. Revisit programs by beloved presenters like Justice Chungu, Cecile Berger, Esti Geldenais, and Pastor Aaron Jelly. Books and CDs from various authors and artists, as well as Radio Pulpit t-shirts, caps, and other branded products will also be available on eCompanion, your one-stop soul food shop. Visit radiopulpit.co.za and click on shop. T's and C's apply give your faith wings explore life with 657 a.m. 657 a.m. surely the lamp of God is seated at the right hand of the father and that lamp is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the one who died on the cross for us the one who rose on the third day not only did he die but he rose he came back with the resurrection he ensured that he conquers death and with that being said if he was able to conquer death and we have nothing to worry about death shouldn't be something that we are scared of but we should know that our savior our king has already conquered death and be confident in it be confident in his word be confident in him as well and yeah, just you know, uh, to close up on you know, the things that we've been speaking about, things that we've been engaging on, you know, I believe that it's very, uh, very, 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 very fundamental for us to actually, you know, just understand that 
our behavior and our living is of great importance right now in how we portray things, how we reason, how we um, respond to life when things are hard, how we respond to life when things are easy as well. Doesn't like the focus should never be on how uh, that you know what you are. You are identified or people know your character when things are bad. It's not it's not the case. Sometimes frustrations can make you lose sight of actually, you know, the things that you're supposed to be focusing on, who you are and all that. And the thing is, you know, with people, with how people are wired, sometimes it's easy for people to forget who you are. And uh, for them to focus on one bad thing that you did, even though... All the 99 out of the 100 were good things. And you do one bad thing. And people remember you with that bad thing. And it, it shouldn't be like that. You know the Apostle Paul says here um, in verse 4 of Acts uh, 26. That my behavior and manner of living from my youth is uh, from my youth up is known by all the Jews. So it is our responsibility to ensure that our behavior, our manner of living from our youth up is known by people around us that even if we were not living for God that even when we start living for God that is known that when we go out there and speak of God's glory already that is known people can be certain that you know what they change they that that God the person is serving is truly a good God this person used to be like this and now they are like this and that can literally change a lot of lives that can you know make people better make people want to know more about your God make people want to know more about you know what is happening in your life what is happening also uh, in your surrounding and with that being said i am leaving you but i will be back with you next month next sunday next week having a great time still speaking about the word of god still you know uh, speaking about all the great things that god has has done for us and i believe that as we continue speaking as we continue um glorifying the word of god and as we get to conclude uh the book of acts next week that there's still uh, great things that we're gonna engage on a lot of hot topics that i've been uh, you know trying to i've been trying you know to introduce a lot of topics here and there just for us to see that there's still so much that we're gonna engage on from me refill and the rest of the radio pulpit family i love you and have a great day and yeah a great week to you all god bless you It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 64 530 6805 or 074 Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. At Radio Pulpit, we love the interaction we have with our listeners on all the social media platforms. It is also our way of giving everyone a voice that can be heard all over the world. Unfortunately, we have been experiencing huge difficulties with WhatsApp for a while now, and we are now forced to find a viable alternative. That alternative is called Telegram. Telegram is an app that works exactly the same as WhatsApp, and it uses the same telephone number as well. All you need to do to be able to chat with your favorite presenter is to download the Telegram app onto your phone and send your message or voice note the same way you always did. We will then be able to receive and answer your message faster and the privacy on this app is much better too. So, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, the app pick is a white paper plane in a blue circle. Please download the Telegram app right away and make life easier for everyone. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.